3: So this week was some sort of climate week and Greta goes to the U.N. That's right. Little old Greta, 16 year old autistic child to an opera singer and uh, I guess an actor out of Sweden. So she's been making the rounds. You know, we talked about this last week where she took her little trip across the ocean on her little sailboat that they had to fly a couple of boat captains in to take back. So uh, that was good for the... uh, for the carbon footprint of uh, airline emissions, but so she comes to the UN and she basically lambastes everyone, trying to say that the youth, the kids, they've had enough. They feel like their childhood is st- uh, you know it's been ruined and stolen. Which you know we talked about this last week. There is eco anxiety due to idiots like Beto Auroric and. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez scaring all these kids into saying they've like only got 12 years left before the whole planet dies and everybody is you know, everybody's in a mass extinction mode. There's people out there saying they don't want to have kids because of it. It's unbelievable. The fear mongering has been unbelievable. So we get Greta showing up. Now she's at the UN. I think she filed with uh, 15 other kids some sort of humanitarian complaint with the UN over six countries, Germany, Turkey, France, I can't remember all the countries but so yeah, they they put on this show, you know, more theater, more global theater for the global communism, the watermelon of the green movement, the green new deal where it's green on the outside, red on the inside. And here's Greta basically scolding everybody in the UN.
4: My message is that we'll be watching you.
3: Is she quoting the police? Is she Sting? I'll be watching you.
4: This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. No, you shouldn't. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yeah, why aren't
3: you back in school?
4: Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you?
3: Yeah, how dare you exploit this kid? You have kid.
4: stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah, the empty
3: words are the lies of climate change.
4: People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare How you? dare you?
3: You've always scared the crap because out of this if kid. if you really
4: understood the situation and still kept on failing to act, then you would be evil, and that I refuse to believe.
3: People are evil. The
4: popular idea of cutting our emissions in half in ten years only gives us a 50% chance of staying below 1.5 degrees and the risk of setting off irreversible chain reactions beyond human control. It was never...
3: Human How control. dare
4: you pretend that this can be sold with just business as usual and some technical solutions? There will not be any solutions or plans presented in line with these figures here today because these numbers are too uncomfortable and you are still not mature enough to tell it like it is. You are failing us. But the young people are starting to understand your betrayal. The young
3: people have been indoctrinated.
4: The eyes of all future generations are upon you. And if you choose to fail us, I say, we will never forgive you. We will not let you get away with this. Right here, right now, is where we draw the line. The world is waking up. And change is coming, whether you like it or not.
3: Yeah, um, you know, one of the things that you have to keep in mind is that we've been talking about this for freaking decades. And actually, we're going to go down that list of decades-long climate scares here in just a moment. But what was interesting is how they're trying to bait Donald Trump into attacking this 16-year-old kid. So they could say, look at him! He's attacking a 16-year-old autistic kid over climate change! So there's this gif going around. It's pretty funny, actually. So you see a, a, you know, a camera shot of Greta with her handlers. And all of a sudden, as the camera moves back, she has this, this look of disgust immediately on her face. Trump comes walking in right in front of her and just starts talking to everybody, addressing the crowd. And everybody on the left is going, "Look at that. Trump actually crossed paths with Greta. Oh my gosh. If you really watched it, it was funny because Trump walked in like a boss and didn't even acknowledge that little chick. Never said a word, never looked at her, walked straight ahead, started addressing everybody. And, you know, so the media is trying to change it for more than it is. But it's it's really crazy because they've been utilizing all of these kids. They've been taking them and and, and using little human shields. You've got the Greta chick. And, of course, we've got others here in just a few. Um, There was some climate protest in D.C., which, you know, if you're going to, say, uh, fight emissions, vehicle emissions as being one of the biggest uh, culprits to climate change, how about don't shut down the street and make everybody sit in a traffic jam idling their engines for long lengths of time? That's probably a good idea. I'd say if you wanted it to be green... You'd kind of get out of the way and let the traffic clear. But no, protesters in D.C. decided to shut down traffic, making people sit in traffic jams for long periods of time, just idling their engines while they twerked and danced all in the street. Yeah, they were oiled up, twerking. It looked like a gay pride parade. They're throwing confetti around. I I don't know why climate change, uh, gun protests. They all have to be pride parades. It's really, really weird. It goes back to my Antifa thing where a lot of the majority of Antifa militants are rainbow jihad, homosexual lobby. They're activists. But for some reason, this climate protest was a, uh, a pride parade where they're twerking in the streets, and that's fun to see. But so we have more kids throwing hissy fits Here's a couple of them um, out there basically saying that the parents screwed up the environment for everyone and they're all going to die.
1: I'm sick of their shame, and I'm sick of the future that they want.
2: sophomore studying environmental biology. Uh, I'm 19 years old, and like so many people my age, I feel really visceral anxiety about climate change every day. Um, And today, as we speak, millions of young people all around the world are uh, taking to the streets uh, and going on strike to demand climate action because we feel this incredible urgency. Uh, If we're going to have a livable future, we need a Green New Deal, and we need it as soon as possible. Hi, Rosie Clemens Cope. I'm 11 years old. We are here because our parents trashed the planet, and it's up to our generation to save it. Greta <gasps> inspired me to lead walkouts at my elementary school all last spring, because storms, floods, fires, and droughts fueled by climate change are killing people all over the globe. Our oceans are choking with trash, and the sixth mass extinction is well underway. And the government does nothing. Our schools don't teach us, and our parents are silent. But scientists say we only have 11 years left to avoid a climate catastrophe. We need to have zero carbon emissions by 2030, when I'm 21. So I'm asking you to do three things. First, start Friday for the Future at your school. It's more than a walkout, though. It's a teach-in because what you say to your friends might be the only thing that they know about climate change. Second, climate activists need to support other social movements too, because any fight for justice is your fight too. So when kids rally for gun safety or for LGBTQ plus rights, or when teachers ask for livable wages, get your butt there and support them. And they will support you too. It's called solidarity. Third, the November 2020 election is coming and we need to clean out the trash. Find a candidate who is good on climate change. children by teaching them about climate change and about solidarity? If you fight for the children by demanding that politicians get us to zero carbon emissions by 2030? If you fight for the children by getting involved in our fight to have a future, we will save the world.
3: Are you- yeah, nothing like using kids as human shields. And notice how there's more than just climate change thrown in the mix. There's the LGBTQ rights, there's gun safety, there's abortion, you know, All the leftist agenda talking points are somehow in this one protest. Where's the free Palestine? I'm waiting for that. That always kind of comes later on. So Michael Moore, yeah, the big old Michael Moore, he decides, he uh, wants to chime in on how great this is. He says, strike, this is the day. When you know it's too late, what do you do? Nothing? Everything? Something new? Something we haven't thought of? We, the adults... Have led and participated in an environmental movement for 50 years. And where are we after all this? Yeah, good question. (laughs) It's almost like the, uh, you know, on the right with the abortion rights. Yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. Nothing seems to be solved. You know, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton have been fighting racism for a long time. Doesn't seem to be solved. Maybe there's an industry that gets funded out of this. Anyways, going back to Michael Moore. The kids know. The high school students know. They know the state of the planet that we've handed them. They know that we have failed. And so now, a younger generation has zero desire to wait for another damn minute, considering we've already pushed their future off the freaking cliff. They've had it. They're rising up. We're lucky they even let us be a part of their revolution. We weren't so kind... To our parents' generation, which handed us Vietnam, Nixon, racism, a world run by men, rich bastards who sucked the middle-class drive its very last dime. We fought all of this, and we told our older generation, please get out of the new road if you can't lead, the, uh, lend a hand. And we did make some progress, and in the meantime, the planet's temperature rose. And then it was too late, even though they said we still had 12 years left to fix it. Ha! Millions of children will march today. They will know they're our age. And uh, they will be clinging to life, clawing and clamoring for survival. As the planet chokes to death, the humans who tried to kill it, the planet will kill us before it lets us kill the planet. Trust me on this. The youth see the end game. Long after we're gone, they will curse our name for what we have done to them. In their final days, they will remember how we left the 1% plan, this destruction. Isn't he part of the 1%? Anyways, how we allowed a political party to exist on the premise that there was no climate change, this party triggered our extinction by pushing a greed based climate denying agenda. Well, will you, uh, today's youth, when it's all collapsing and drowning around them in the 20 years, will they think fondly of us? I think not. So today, at least, take a stand, show up. I will climate strike.net. Mm-hmm. So, Michael Moore talking about how the kids know. Better than everyone else, but yet the kids were indoctrinated with this stuff. They didn't inherently know anything about this. This was all taught to them, and that's been the biggest problem of it all. You know, here's the here's the craziest part of it. We had these idiots out there, like Andrew Yang. Listen to what he says about taking uh, bold steps and changing our diet. You know, we can't eat red meat because the red meat, the cow emissions, that's aiding. The planet's demise as well as far as climate change. So listen to him talk about, you know, eating red meat, changing our diet.
5: Hi, I'm Addison Dyer. I'm a sophomore at Georgetown studying healthcare management. And my question was realistically the only way to curb expansion and reduce the environmental impact of the cattle industry is to reduce demand. Um what policy adjustments would you make to reduce this demand?
6: glad you asked that because we wanted to talk about food and the,
0: the rate at which agriculture not everybody thinks about. This is a major contributor to, uh, to CO2.
7: Now, cattle is very energy consuming and energy expensive. Uh, and if you project forward on what we would need to do to reduce emissions, you would want to modify Americans' diets over time. Now some of that is happening naturally through education. I do think it's difficult to regulate diets. Um, So what you would want to do, again, is you'd want those uh, cattle producers to have to internalize the cost of emissions. Because if your cattle ends up um, polluting a lot, which they do just naturally, we don't hate them for it. I mean, they're just big animals. (laughs) Don't hate the cattle. Hate them, whatever. Uh, So then what that would naturally do, and some people are going to hate this, but it would probably make those products more expensive. Um, And that is appropriate. Because... There's a cost to producing food in that way. Uh, and so if you were to make it more expensive, then you would end up changing consumption patterns. So Andrew
3: Yang is talking about how we need to change our diet, change from eating so much red meat, not consuming as much. We just had the climate confessions that we talked about last week with NBC. Submit to us your climate sins. Did you eat a steak once a week? Well, guess what they did in Iowa? There's an event they have every uh, election season... The Iowa Steak Fry Fundraiser. These idiots. There's pictures of Andrew Yang with a spatula. There's Joe Biden flipping, flipping a ribeye. Elizabeth Warren, Tulsi Gabbard, Kamala Harris. They were all there. Beto O'Rourke. They're at the steak fry. They just lectured us about eating red meat. And then they go out in Iowa, pander to these people for their fundraising dollars and their votes, and then they cook over 10,000 steaks. 10,000 steaks, but it's we plebes that must tweak our diet and eliminate eating red meat. Not them. They can go out to Iowa and cook 10,000 steaks at a fundraiser event. So this is all crap. And when it gets back to Greta and these climate change people, they're bringing these kids out. They're doing this to create human shields. You can't criticize a kid, yet yeah, we can go out there and basically ridicule and dox the kids from the Covington Catholic school that were wearing MAGA hats in DC, we can go ahead and dox their high school to shut it down because of possible threats because they're wearing MAGA hats. So for some reason they don't get the protection, the, you know, underage protection that the Covington kids should have gotten. They, they don't get the Greta David Hogg protection. Remember when Parkland happened, David Hogg and Emma and all the Emma Gonzalez, Couldn't criticize them. They're making a difference. They're changing the world. They're out there marching for gun safety. Can't criticize them because they're underage. Well, Covington kids, for some reason, never got that memo, and we're dealing with what we're dealing with. But look, they've taken it even further with immigration and ICE. Listen to this news report. This lady went out and filmed a protest of kids. I mean, these kids are in, like, they're in middle school. They're in... You know, K through K through sixth grade, and they're out there talking about how they hate Donald Trump. But we should not hate. We should love, and we should eliminate ICE. Donald
5: Trump. hate? Donald Trump. hate? Donald Trump. I'm Fog City Midge here in San Francisco at the Close the Camps, Free the Children protest, and it is nuts. There are people out here today, on a school day, on a work day, children have been brought out of school, out of the classroom, to come to protest to free the children. However, most of these children are very young, many of them as young as kindergarten age, five years old, and they are not entirely aware of the ramifications and the reality of illegal immigration, but they're being used to push a political agenda. We can't go! You built the world? We can't go! Brick by brick, wall by wall, no more, no by no It's like they've some already some got some coached on all of the sure. leftist chants. T.C. Wilde! T.C. Wilde! Tino Saan! Isn't it not nice to make fun of someone for the color of their skin?
2: I know, but this is Trump! He, he's being racist to everybody else! He's not
5: consenting to anyone. Can I interview her? you? No. Why can believe? Well, but why? I'm i allowed to be here. These kids are out here. I'm allowed to attend a protest. I was I wanted. To, I just think it's crazy that these kids are chanting no hate, and they're they're saying they I hate Donald Trump. Well, they're still children, so yeah, yeah. But they're obviously, not, they're being they're told to what to, to say. But they're being told what to say by you guys. This is unbelievable. I mean, you can't I have, no, but I'm so I'm asking you. So I'm so asking like you. So I'm, so asking I'm, I'm not harassing anyone. How many schools? Three schools. Three uh, that's what I heard. Yeah. Do you feel like all the children here are, are sort of having an awareness of what's going on? Uh, yes. Um,
1: their teacher has talked about, um, they're doing their posters and the teacher, you know, sat down
5: with them in a circle and talked to them about what's going on. I'm supportive of my daughter and this is what she learned in school. So. Can I ask you a couple questions? We're not allowed to make any comments. But. Why not? Because uh, we're just here to support. Because it was the kids idea to come out here today? I gave you my
1: answer. So thank you.
3: Just like the child climate protesters, these ICE protesters are being fed lines. This is nothing new. This is what totalitarian regimes have done in the past. They indoctrinate the youth. They use the youth to push their agenda items. The Nazis did it. The Soviets did it. And we're going to get into a little background of that in here in just a moment. But... Keep in mind, that is the reason why all of a sudden you're not seeing scientists show up to these climate protests. You're seeing a 16-year-old autistic kid. You're seeing kids being fed lines about how Trump is keeping kids in cages. Where would they, where would they get that from? It's all being fed to them. So in just a few, I want to run down the history of the global warming scare because it goes back a ways. They've been talking about 10 years, 12 years, 20 years left for decades. It should have already happened by now. I mean, this why we're still talking about this makes no sense to me and why it's been brought to a fever pitch now. I mean, the only thing I can think of is there's Agenda 2030. We're staring down the Agenda 2030 deadline. That's some arbitrary deadline the UN came up with. And they want us to reduce this, reduce that, change our energy habits here. Nothing towards China. They're exempted. India can do whatever they want as far as pollution goes. Not a problem. It's always the United States. So, we're going to get into the history of climate hysteria and also the history of totalitarian regimes using children as their means to an end. Can't criticize the children. The children know everything for some reason, except if they wear a red MAGA hat. Then, like the Covington kids, they know nothing. But the kids end up being the vehicle to push their agenda items, and we'll get into that here in just a moment.
6: This is Adrian Slade.
3: Adrian Slade Broadcast. So Donald Trump got his say in at the United Nations General Assembly. President Trump actually delivered his third address to the U.N. His speech comes amid heightened instability in the Middle East following a recent attack on a Saudi oil facility that the U.S. believes was carried out by Iran. This is actually from CBS News. In Israel, Mr. Trump's close political ally, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, failed to secure a majority in the recent election and is now in the midst of power-sharing discussions with adversary Benny Gatz. But in last year's address... He derided the ideology of globalism and multinational authorities and underscored the importance of national sovereignty and the need for countries to pay for their own defense. Well, President Trump went on to say it again. He said, globalism exerted a religious pull on many nations' leaders, Mr. Trump said, making them overlook their own interest. Mr. Trump said, hopefully the U.S. and China will strike a fair deal, but he won't accept anything less. I will not accept any bad deal for the American people. He also basically said that um, the future belongs to patriots, not globalists. And that is the whole crux behind the climate change uh, hysteria. It has nothing to do with being a steward of the planet. Like we said, there's a difference between being a conservationist, somebody who is really worried about leaving you know, the environment the way you left it. You leave it better than you left it. You know, you pick up your trash. You make sure to be a good steward of the environment, a good steward of the animals. That's being a conservationist. That's not acting as though you have to bow to the Mother Earth and give up your sins. You know, Mother, may I, you know, you're going to forgive me, Mother, for I have sinned. I, you know, used a plastic bag and some plastic straws. You don't need to do that. <laughs> the environment will take care of itself. There's many amazing things about the planet, about how the oceans will, you know, soak in the heat, how a lot of the impurities that get brought up into the atmosphere with with a lot of the evaporation ends up being filtered out as it burns off in the atmosphere and comes back down in rain. It's, it's amazing how the earth operates. But here's the thing that people don't realize this has been something that's been going on for decades, a lot of you realize. I mean, I when I grew up, there was Ice Age, then there was acid rain, then there was the ozone hole, and it just never ended. And uh, Roby Starbuck, he is an uh, independent journalist. He actually wrote a pretty cool thread that I wanted to read. It's got some good links to this. The global climate strike should alarm everyone on the right. We have a lot left to do. Left-wing politicians have successfully brainwashed a generation to believe they're going to die in 12 years unless socialists and communists control our planet and everyone who lives on it. So what work do we have to do in turn to make the tide turn and make young people a little little bit more skeptical at their imminent death in 12 years from climate change? Show young people the lies sold to us by the media and trusted institutions we live through. Here's a sampling of some of those lies. He brings up in 2013, the Guardian said the Arctic was going to be ice-free by 2015. Only 500 days before climate chaos back in 2014, also from the Guardian. Climate expert uh, experts say that highways in New York will be underwater by 2020. Pentagon warns Britain will be plunged into a Siberian climate by 2020. Al Gore warns of an ice-free Arctic by 2013. NASA says there's no ice in the Arctic by 2018. None of these have happened. Zero. UN officials say we had 10 years to solve climate change before it's beyond human control. And if we don't uh, address uh, address it, the nations will be wiped off the map by the year uh, 2000. They said this in 1990. Sounds familiar, right? Climate alarmism isn't new, but the panic among so many young people is. Yeah, this is actually from the United Nations. Rising seas could obliterate nations. And that was back in 1990. The Maldives will be completely underwater by 2018. Spoiler, they're still here. Respected ecologists say all oceans will be as dead as Lake Erie in less than 10 years, and Americans will be underwater and food rations by 1980. Hasn't happened in 50 years. Yeah, from the Canberra Times, Monday, September 26th, 1988, threat to islands. A gradual rise in average sea level is threatening to completely cover this Indian Ocean nation of Maldives of 1,196 small islands within the next 30 years, according to authorities. Yeah, okay, so that never happened. And from... October 6, 1970. Dr. Ehrlich, he's the population bomb guy. He's been shown to be a fraud. He's the guy who thinks that we're going to overpopulate the earth and it's going to we we should control births. So that's where you get your planned parenthood, that's where you get your China one child policy. Um giving aspirations to cancer victims is what pa- Dr. Paul Ehrlich thinks of current proposals for population control. No real Action has been taken to save the environment, he maintains. And it does need saving, Ehrlich predicts. The oceans will be as dead as Lake Erie in less than a decade. That was 1970. (laughs) I mean, 1970. Young people don't know this, but all the rage in the 1970s was climate alarmism about the Ice Age coming fast. And guess who brought it hook, line and sinker? Elected Democrats. Guess what never came An Ice Age? Back in 1974, new ice age coming fast. Space satellites show new ice age coming fast. It happens that blocking anti-clones, what is it? Yeah, Antiva clones uh, play an important role in the characteristics of weather in the northern hemisphere and account for some adverse changes in our own climate. Now, the reason why it's hard for me to read this is because some of these are like microfiche Screenshots from 1974 So it's kind of blurry A little on the blurry side In 1971 U.S. scientist sees new Ice Age coming Dr. S.I. Russell Of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration And Columbia University said that in the next 50 years, the fine dust man constantly puts up in the atmosphere by fossil fuel burning could screen out so much sunlight that the average temperature could drop by 6 degrees if sustained over several years, 5 to 10. He estimated such a temperature decrease could be sufficient to trigger an ice age. I remember, in fact, there was bands. Testament had a band, uh, had a song, the band Testament, about, you know, uh, the... uh, Greenhouse effect, yeah. What they thought was, you're going to have so many particles in the sky that it's going to create this buffer to where heat will not be able to escape the earth and will all burn up. Yeah, that didn't happen, and they wrote that in 1989. Here's one of my personal favorites. In 1969, a population biologist said, unless we are lucky, everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue stream in 20 years. Sounds like a joke to you? You know who found this fit to print? The New York Times. So there is a history. This has been going back since the 50s and 60s, and you remember what was read into the congressional record back around that same time? Yeah, the communist points to overthrow America. And everything that they're doing is based on Soviet-style communism. Open borders, control of resources. That's all this is. They must have gotten really close under a President Obama that now that they feel it's being taken away, and it's not just Trump, you've got the uh, leader in Brazil, the leader in Hungary, you've got this wave of people pushing back on, on globalism and open borders and a communist na- uh, one-world nation because that's what communism did. We fought in Vietnam, in Korea, in uh, South America against against communism because the goal of communism was to make a UN-style communist uh, co- collaboration of nations in Moscow. And they had they had it set up in Chicago, the Comintern, and they moved it into other countries, and we fought it back then. It is being thrust upon us from the inside, definitely during the Obama administration. Trump being in office is the fly in the ointment, and he's pushing back on it with his UN speech. And uh, we're going to show how kids being utilized by either Nazis or the Soviets was a regular thing sponsor for this portion of the program is combat flip flops bad for running worse for fighting combat flip flops is a veteran-owned company that funds education and demining everything combat flip flops manufactures is made in an area of conflict or post-conflict like afghanistan Colombia, laos and you can check out more about combat flip flops by checking out the ted talk by combat flip flops ceo matt griffin on youtube You can also use the promo code SLADE25 and you will get 25% off of your first purchase. Go to CombatFlipFlops.com That's CombatFlipFlops.com So now before we get into the child exploitation of authoritarian regimes like the Soviets and, and even the Nazis, here's an example of the indoctrination of American youth. Hong Kong, the protesters in Hong Kong are fighting for their freedom. China is about to take over Hong Kong, and they're pushing back. They're ripping down facial recognition towers, uh, cameras that are on the towers. They're using laser beams, you know, the little laser lights to shine up in them. They're they're actually receiving tear gas and using chemistry that they know, (laughs) chemical tactics, to... The containers in a container That will turn the tear gas into a frozen solid And then they just wheel it back to them So they're fighting back Against Soviet China Communist China Who's trying to come in and take it over And then we have this idiot from the United States Go over and lecture the protesters In China Listen to this moron
1: public oh, that's
3: what doing oh, This is it's not a public forum Yes,
1: yes. yes. Why because who's, the na- the who's, not- back- who's not? Who's not? Back- Participator. And why don't the universities get involved instead of protesting? Okay. What a waste of time for everybody. You guys should be enjoying you your, on your Sunday. No. This is not a waste of time. No. Look, is this is this okay? Is this respectful? Why not? Why not? If my mother saw me, wrote this. How you do you do, know? What do you do? I'm not saying what they did is what they don't At all,
7: they're wrong they too. They won't do so. So look,
1: look. violence right. breeds violence. Yeah. Do, you yeah. do you agree? Do you agree? Violence. There's find me one one case where okay. violence led to a good solution. I think for them, yeah. the final, the third point is the only way to protect people is to give up. Okay, you, you're right. So the problem is, it's not the five demands. you guys value freedom more than safety. Do we read? Okay, so I think safety is more important than freedom. If you have a safe environment, you can communicate. to? But they're worried
7: about their safety. No, I'm not saying.
1: Look. Your, your oh, value system is different, okay? If, if you're older, the old thinking, like China's thinking, is safety is more important than freedom. Do you agree? No, I'm out, so, they're not. They're not. Yeah? Okay, so that's your thinking, uh, so right? Okay,
3: local problem. So, so, Please, every day come to clear up. Yes, And so. everybody will oh. stay in here, no problem. But
1: we shouldn't Enjoy. do that.
3: Excuse me, yep. I don't know Angus. She actually tells them, you guys value freedom more than safety. Wow, does that not sum up the left in America? We value they value safety. they want they think safety is government, government regulations, government taking guns away, government passing carbon emission regulations. Government providing free college and free health care. That's not safety. They think it's safety. They think it's secure. But what happens when the money runs out? The safety's gone. Freedom and your family and your individual freedom and your ability to make your way as hard as it is out there because it's difficult. That is the true way to do all of this. This portion of the program is sponsored by Cat Coolers. So rugged, it changes everything. They keep ice cold for up to seven days. Made in the United States, customizable, four different colors. White, black, yellow, even camouflage. Look, if you're going out on the lake doing some fishing, maybe you're going camping with the kids, maybe you're in the Boy Scouts, maybe you want to take the cooler out on the job site. For those people that work with you, this thing will keep your items cool forever. Hours. A cat cooler will be your new best friend. Keep your food and drink fresher, colder, longer. Go to catcoolers.com, use the promo code Adrian. Catcoolers.com, use the promo code Adrian, and you will pick up an amazing Gibraltar esque, sturdy, rugged cooler that will keep your items cold for hours. So now we find out that little old Greta from across the seas, the climate. Troll, the climate activist, she's up for a Nobel Peace Prize. That's a shocker. You mean if I trot out my kid and have them parrot crap that the UN is completely behind, then I'll get a Nobel Peace Prize too? Now, I want to play a clip from this individual from uh, Sky News because he really kind of puts it out there. He really (laughs) makes an amazing case as to how ridiculous the climate hysteria thing completely is. Just listen to a little bit of this.
6: prompted this piece that someone sent to me. I thought I'd share it with you. It's called Growing Up. Few commentaries on this global warming hoax have had greater relevance than this. I think I might send it to Al Gore. And it says this, to all the school kids going on strike for climate change, you're the first generation who've required air conditioning in every classroom. You want TV in every room, and your classes are all computerised. You spend all day and night on electronic devices. More than ever, you don't walk or ride bikes to school, but you arrive in caravans of private cars that choke suburban roads and worsen rush hour traffic. You're the biggest consumers of manufactured goods ever and update perfectly good, expensive luxury items to stay trendy. Your entertainment comes from electric devices. Furthermore, the people driving your protests are the same people who insist on actually inflating the population growth through immigration, which increases the need for energy, manufacturing and transport. The more people we have, the more forest and bushland we clear, the more of the environment that's destroyed. How about this? Tell your teachers to switch off the aircon, walk or ride to school, switch off your devices and read a book, make a sandwich instead of buying manufactured fast food. No, none of this will happen. Because, the piece says, you're selfish, badly educated, virtue-signalling little turds inspired by the adults around you who crave a feeling of having a noble cause while they indulge themselves in Western luxury and unprecedented quality of life. The piece ends by saying, wake up, grow up, and shut up until you're sure of the facts before protesting.
3: Right on, brother. (laughs) Yeah, it does show that they're Pretty much uh, spoiled little brats complaining about a crisis they know nothing about. And they're not going to give up their little devices. You know, They're not going to give up their tablets and their iPhones and all that stuff. They're not going to give up all the technological advancement in their classroom that's giving them all this higher learning when it comes down to fully embracing what it would take to roll back all of these technological impediments on the climate as they see it as being. But, you know, this isn't something new to totalitarian regimes. You know, they always use children. Think about first there's the Nazis. And I know I don't don't want to get all, you know, Godwin's law, because I think that's been broken more than the speed limit. And that's the law where if anyone starts talking about Hitler, well, then the conversation's over. You've broken Godwin's law. And the Democrat Party has done that more than breaking the speed limit. And, uh, you know, they've really kind of made it Something that doesn't have the effectiveness. But think about the history. There's two regimes that I want to bring up here. First, of course, the Nazis. And this is from, uh, from an article out of, uh, what is it called again? I'm trying to look for the link on this. Thoughtco.com. Uh, and they basically said, education has come under heavy control in the Nazi Germany, Germany era. Adolf Hitler believed the youth of Germany could be totally indoctrinated to support the Volk, which is a nation made up of the most superior of human races, and the Reich and the system would never face an internal challenge to Hitler's power again. Wow, imagine that. This this mass brainwashing was to be achieved in two ways, the transformation of the school curriculum and the creation of bodies like the Hitler Youth. The Reich Ministry of Education Culture and science took control of the education system in 1934, and while it didn't change the structure it inherited, it did major surgery on the staff. Jews were sacked en masse, and by 1938, Jewish children were barred from schools. Teachers with rival political views were sidelined, deplatformed, and women were encouraged to start producing children rather than to teach them. Of those who remain, anyone who didn't seem dedicated enough to the Nazi cause was retrained in Nazi ideas. This process was aided by the creation of the Nationalist Socialist Teachers League. Wow, that's the uh, teachers union, huh? With an affiliation basically required in order to retain a job, as evidenced by 97% membership rate in 1937. And the grades suffered once teaching staff was organized. And so was what they taught. There were two main thrusts of the new teaching. To prepare the population to better fight, Antifa much, and breed, physical education was given much more time than in schools, which is very similar to what we're doing in a different manner. We're focusing on data mining in the form of Common Core. Quote, To better prepare children to support the state, Nazi ideology was given to them in the form of an exaggerated German history and literature, outright lies in science in German language, and culture to form the Volk. Hitler's Mein Kampf was heavily studied, and children gave Nazi salutes to their teachers as a show of allegiance. So that was the Nazi regime. Obviously, indoctrination of the youth, a big thing for them. And the fact that they focused on what the needs of the state would be down the road, they went ahead and focused those things on the kids and their education. So they weren't getting the well-rounded education. They were getting the things that the state needed from the next generation. Soviets did something in a similar matter. This is from uh, Vladimir Lenin on the task of the youth leagues. We need that generation of young people who began to reach political maturity in the midst of a disciplined and desperate struggle against the bourgeoisie. In this struggle, that generation is training genuine communists, It must subordinate to this struggle and link it up with each step in its studies, education, and training. Wow, that's amazing. Children in the Soviet Union held a special place in the hearts of citizens and the party. They represented not only the innocence of youth, but also the promise of the socialist future. In order for the international, remember, international, that means no borders, Marxist revolution to succeed, the youth had to be treated well and educated politically. Communist authorities took many routes to achieve this goal. Primarily, the Communist Party fostered a cult of childhood, much like Stalin's cult of personality, which idealized Soviet childhood. The Communist Party formalized this cult through youth organizations such as the Komsomol Young Pioneers and the Little October Octoberist. As Lenin did in the 1920 speech to Komsomol, the cult relied on a juxtaposition between true communist children and everyone else. By institutionalizing this reverence for childhood, the Communist Party isolated those children who did not join such groups and were in fact able to create a radical other or class enemy before citizens even entered the workforce. Wow, they're pitting the classes up against each other. Hmm, that doesn't happen in America, does it? I <laughs> mean, seriously. Seriously. This force uh, of this institutionalization was seen most strongly in the formative years of the Soviet Union and was perfected under Stalin. The effect these groups had is undeniable. The communists created secondary communities for children to align themselves with. Rather than attach themselves most strongly to their families, Soviet children were taught to prioritize communism above all. And these youth organizations provided the very first encounters with socialism. Wow, they're doing that with democratic socialism, isn't it? The state above all else. Then it goes on to say this had significant effects of diminishing the role of the family structure. Hmm, That's not happening. Divorce. That's not happening. Abortion. Nah, not at all. We're not doing that in America. (laughs) And these groups became the primary outlet for self-expression among Soviet children. To carry the identity card of the Komsomol was to declare oneself a loyal communist. Wow, that's amazing. You know, journalists are out there acting as though they're above the fray and they're towing these ideals and when they get pushback, they get real smug like that reporter the Playboy reporter that went after Sebastian Gorka. Check out this exchange between rebel news media and a a advocate of climate change, this journalist from CTV.
7: Honors graduate in broadcasting, oh, thank wow. you. Yeah. You Look went to it J up. Look so it cool. up. It wasn't J School. Look hey. it up.
0: You're a disgrace.
7: Ask your mother what she thinks of you. My
0: Ask my mother what she thinks of me. My mother loves me.
7: We're now. you're a disgrace. Don't worry about that. And
0: don't you dare talk about my mother. You're pathetic. Me at work. Thank you. You're pathetic. I get paid for what I do. So Mike. do I. And you're pathetic. You're a disgrace. Mike is his name?
1: Yeah, Mike Arcelides. CTV
0: Mike news, Arcelides, CTV News, Ottawa. backs you yeah. with, with Rebel News here. You can see CTV behind me. Pathetic disgrace that they are. We are just at a uh, presser with Catherine McKenna. You have
7: no credibility, thank you.
0: Sorry, you want to interrupt my news? This isn't thing?
7: news, this isn't news, you're not news. Okay. You are fake news, thank oh, you. Oh, really? And yeah. what are you?
0: You asked three very sympathetic questions to the government today.
7: What is your message to those like this gentleman here and people who will never listen to what you're saying today? When you hear the President of the United States say what he said recently about why are they going after plastic straws? How difficult is it to combat the mudding of the waters when you have people advocating? When I speak to conservative supporters or at least those who claim to be, uh, they say the carbon tax has to go. When you talk to constituents, what are they saying about the carbon tax? Do they understand what the carbon tax is and who initially came up with it? Uh,
0: So residents of Ottawa Centre are are supportive of our action on climate change, including a price on pollution. And to be clear, we put a price on pollution and we're giving the money back to people. Have you ever asked a critical question of a politician in your life? Have you ever asked a critical question? You're barking, up the,
7: your tree, have you you're barking question? up the wrong tree. Thank you.
0: I, I just want to know because you're, it thank was you. the questions you asked thank were pretty you. lapdog uh, next style. Time when you,
7: next time, when you show up to an event like this, pretty be lapdog a style questions. You wouldn't even you asked, know what a professional is. You asked three
0: is. questions that were both very. No, no, you
7: wouldn't even know what a professional is. So, oh, uh, what's your name? Got you. My name's
0: Kean. What's Kian, your name? last name? What's what? your name?
7: You watch me on TV. You I really have no idea who
0: you are. You're pathetic and you're a disgrace. He called me an eighteen-year-old. Called me fake news said my mother doesn't like me. That's what CTV is.
3: Wow, what a smug douche. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning into the show. Listen to us on Mojo 50 Radio. You can find that on iHeartRadio or go to mojo50.com. Every Wednesday, 10 p.m., you can also listen to us on the weekends, Saturday, 5 p.m. Also, get the podcast. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Spreaker, TuneIn, in, iHeart, Overcast, wherever podcasts are hosted, and be sure to give us a review. Give us a good five-star review that's going to help us go up in the ratings so we're more visible to others. You can also donate to the show. Go to patreon.com/slash Adrian Show. Give $2 a month, or go to anchor.fm and search Adrian Slade. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Gab, Mewe. Parlor, Convo, Snippy, search Adrian Slade. Follow us on Twitter at Rants Out Loud or at Adrian Slade Show, which is the official show page on Twitter. And you can also read the blog, adriansladeshow.com. You can also get the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel in your streaming store on the Roku Streaming Channel Store. Be sure to download the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.